We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Shoot the Shot, an NBA and variety show. It is December 3rd, 2021. The year is quickly coming to an end. Basketball season is in full swing. Jonathan Osborne, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, bro? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I'm i just hanging out. We're in December. It's Santa Claus month. Um, and Or, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you, you know, depending... Who you're asking, you know? Yes, thank you. That's why we keep Jonathan around. He keeps he keeps me level-headed here. All of those things. <laughs> yes, all of those things. Uh, We're off to a hot start, uh, Jonathan. God, it is trying to strike me dead right now. <laughs> He's like, just talk about Christmas. Just talk about Christmas. <laughs> I'm okay, folks. We are off to just, a hot start. Oh. Wow. Oh, no. Um. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm just going to drink some water here. Wow. We're, we're uh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, guys, that's the tone for this episode. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot, you know, to talk about here while Jonathan regroups here. Um, I'm good. Got a, a couple different topics to to hit on. Uh, one being one of the hottest topics, right? And uh, Michael Porter Jr. So, um, as you guys know, uh, he is out with a lower back injury. Is what they think they're classifying it as, right? Yeah, um, so he's had a history of um, lower lumbar injuries, specifically herniated discs. Um, everything that I've looked up so far can't find specifically what the injury is. The team is just classifying it as a lower back injury, but um, given his history of the herniated discs, um, you know, they go in and then they do the discectomy, which, Luke, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, like, herniated discs in the spine. I have a few myself. So what it is is basically... In every um, like disc in your vertebrae, um, there's like you know like the bone, and in the middle is like a jelly almost. So okay. a normal you know disc that's not been disrupted at all, like the jelly is very much in the center. Mm-hmm. And then think of getting like a jelly donut and squeezing it just a little bit to where like the side of the donut is about to give way, mm-hmm. and like the the jelly comes loose. So that's a bulging disc when it's just kind of bulging. And then a herniation is actually where that gel starts to leak out of the disc. So you've squeezed the donut. The jelly is coming all the way out of the side of it. And at that point, um, it can really irritate um, like your, your spinal cord and all your nerves and everything like that. So it can be incredibly painful. 
Um, I remember the last time that I was having like a lot of issues with my back before I went and had physical therapy. I played basketball one night with a few buddies. We probably played like three or four pickup games about an hour and a half in, like right as we're wrapping up, I could not cut without like just this horrible shooting pain. Um, Mm. basically my entire spine and I would just drop to my knees the next day I'm at work. I was working in the medical field. I had a pile of charts in my hand. I went to just turn like mm-hmm. very normally in like five or six times that day, just dropped to my knees. So I can't imagine what it's like trying to play basketball at the highest Nine level games. like that. Nine games. And I mean, you, the, the statistics are there, Jonathan, like he is, he suffered these nine games heavily to, to his stats this year. I mean, we were, you know, last year shot 6.3 attempts a game. 44%, 44.5% from three last year. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then this year, one less attempt, 5.3 attempts from three, 20%, uh, 20.8% from three, and shooting 36% from the field, essentially, and last year's up at 54. So playing 29 minutes a game, started, played all nine games that he's been in. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly, I mean, clearly last year he was, he was good, right? And, and, you know, was on track to, you know, win MIP this year, as we talked about on the show, with Jamal Murray being out. I mean, everything was there for him, man. And it really sucks for, you know, injuries in this, in this sport are brutal. So it really does stink. But Denver's got a lot of money wrapped up in him. Well, going back, you know, to his time in college. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of people remember him uh, at Missouri. He's the 14th pick in the first round in the 2018 draft. Um, played one game at Missouri and then had the issues, you know, with the the herniated discs in the back. Um, you know, had the whole discectomy. Came back four months later. Played the last two games of the year for Mizzou. Um, and then going into the draft, it was um, you know he he's talked about it now where he just woke up one morning getting ready for a workout. And just like basically couldn't get out of bed. Like he just had horrible like shooting pains like down his leg, I think Mm -hmm. is what he described. And I've experienced that where like the sciatic nerve is just like so irritated. You you really just can't move without that just being the worst like burning pain ever. So the Clippers um, doctor at that point, basically he's like, this guy probably will never play basketball again. And still, you know, was passed over. Was one of the most talented players in that draft by all accounts. Goes 14 to the Denver Nuggets. Has another back surgery. They rehabbed his entire rookie year, and then he comes back. Um, you know, basically that second year, plays 55 games, averages 9.3 points in 16 minutes a game, a 50% from the floor, 42% from three. And then last year, you know, you, you kind of touched on it, but the uh, volume goes crazy and the efficiency actually even gets a little bit better. So then in 31 minutes a game, 13.4 attempts from the floor, 6.3 attempts from three, he was shooting 54% from the floor, 44% from the three-point line, a 64% effective field goal percentage. And I picked Michael Porter Jr. this year to be my most improved player because with the uptick in, in volume, we saw his efficiency kind of stay at the same level. Right. Um, you know, without uh, Jamal Murray, I thought he was just going to go crazy. And then it's nine games um, into the season. They're mm-hmm. playing Houston, I believe it was. And he goes up for a layup and just completely, like, muffs the layup. 
and he's right. been out ever since. And um, yeah, the, he he had surgery um, uh, on the first, so I believe that was yesterday they announced that. And uh, yeah, he's out indefinitely. He's probably going to be out the entire season, if I had to guess. Right. It's a big blow for Denver again, mm-hmm. playing without Jamal Murray, and uh, they were really going to be leaning very heavily on him this year. So. Right. Hope I mean, yeah. I hope he's gonna. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I hope he's gonna recover quickly and uh, hopefully he can come back at the end of the season at some point for the Nuggets. Yeah, you you hope a lot. I mean, I know you and I hope this that like you hope he is not does not become a what if story in the NBA. I mean, this is a guy who is very talented. Is you know just seems to have incredible potential as we saw last year Um, in college. We thought we were gonna get to see it. You know, gets injured. Uh, with his back, played only three games in Missouri, started one. So he's on minute restrictions probably in those other two games. Missouri fans are probably sick because they, they stink at basketball. Um, and so they didn't even get to have any glory in what they saw Michael Porter Jr. last year. Um, so it doesn't even feel like he even went to college because of his injuries. And now I really hope it doesn't end up feeling like he didn't even play in the NBA as a result of of these injuries. Best of, of luck to him. But, man, they, they just have so much money in that extension wrapped up in him and Jamal Murray. They're they're going. They got some trouble times ahead, and they're clearly not rushing Jamal Murray back after his uh, ACL injury. And um, I mean, on media day, he talked about how like a few months before that, Jamal Murray did that he couldn't even like lift his foot, you know, up from out of the bed. So he, I mean, I don't know, man. There, there's a much like in Orlando and our our fellow franchise that we root for. Um, they have some injury problems in Denver. Well, um, obviously, you know, you look at a guy like Michael Porter Jr., you know, offensively, you definitely think he has like superstar potential, you know, more so than than Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac is like the other side of the coin, like right. superstar defensive talent. But everybody knows that this is a bucket driven league. But I definitely feel better in the fact that basically the Denver Nuggets have more money invested in, in Michael Porter Jr. It, it basically, it's like the same as, you know, Markel Fultz and, and Jonathan Isaac. Uh, combined, you know, so yeah. um, I feel very happy and, and very excited about the future of the Magic, which we're going to talk more about in a little bit. Um, we're just really talking hot topics today. Michael Porter Jr., we're going to talk about a team that is as hot as the sun. Wow. The Phoenix oh. Suns. Um, and then Cole Anthony, a man who is on fire. And his dad was on fire today on Twitter, actually. We'll talk yeah. more about that in a little bit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Luke, let's talk a little bit about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, best record in the league right now, tied with Golden State at 18-3. and three. Uh, The Phoenix Suns, they started their season with a loss to the Denver Nuggets. Then they followed that up with a win against the Lakers. Then they had two losses in a row, um, October 23rd and October 22nd. 27th to the Trailblazers and the Sacramento Kings, which they actually only lost that game by three. Luke, they have not lost a game since October 27th. We're recording this uh, on December the 2nd. They're getting ready to play the Detroit Pistons in just about seven minutes here. We're recording just before nine o'clock. So, um, you know, Devin Booker was hurt in the the Warriors game. He's going to, you know, it looks like he's going to miss some time with a hamstring injury. But the Phoenix Suns, the hottest team in basketball right now, Luke. Yeah, and a little while back, you and I, I think it was right before the season, were talking about finals runs, right? And you alluded to it um, initially and kind of said that that finals run was, was fluky for the Suns because, you know, they, they caught some breaks with injuries due to other teams in the postseason and all those sorts of things. Has has your opinion changed on, and maybe at the time you were still on board the Suns train of them being able to make it back to the championship this year? I can't remember, but if you weren't then, are you now? Like, did is this changing your mind, or do you think this is just kind of they they've gotten hot? Um, I mean, obviously they've gotten hot. You, I mean, I don't care how good a team is, you don't win eighteen games in a row without yeah. like just everybody kind of being on fire and very much being in sync. Um, I mean, you look at the Phoenix Suns right now, um, you know, defensive rating, that's really where they're getting things done right now. Uh, second in the league with a 103.5 defensive rating, um, a whole four points, almost a whole four points higher than the Golden State Warriors, which is just ridiculous, shows you the level um, that they're playing at currently. Um, so Still sixth in offensive rating in the league. You don't win 18 games in a row without being elite on both sides of the ball. Mm. Um, I really got a kick out of uh, <laughs> J.J. Redick again the other yeah. day on first take going toe-to-toe with Stephen A. Smith claiming that the Phoenix Suns championship window has closed. <laughs> would I bet the Suns right now to win a championship this year? I probably wouldn't. Um, I mean, how many times do we have to see Chris Paul like either get hurt or just yeah. not perform well in the playoffs? Like until he actually gets it done all the way, I'm I'm just gonna be like, uh, can Chris Paul really do that? But you know, like JJ Redick talked about, it's other guys, they're role players that um have been every bit as good as they were last year and in certain scenarios, you know, even better this year. When you talk about guys like Cam Johnson, you know, my North Carolina Tar Heel. Um, you talk about guys, uh, you know, like Mikhail Bridges and, and, and Campaign, um, DeAndre Ayton, obviously playing really well as well. So I don't know that I'm. You I, I you can't say that they're not contenders, but um, like I'm still waiting for the Lakers just to get healthy, so we can kind of have a real idea of what the Lakers are. Um, 
I mean, we don't have to talk about the LeBron thing, but it's just very strange how anybody else gets COVID and they're out for 10 days. LeBron James at home taking a few tests himself, and now all of a sudden he's playing tomorrow. We don't have to get into that. We understand it's LeBron James. He has a different set of rules than everyone else, and if you argue that, I think you're kidding yourself. But, um, yeah, I, I, the Warriors, to me, are the best team in the West right now. Um, gonna the Suns beat the Warriors the other night, but, uh, you know, no Clay Thompson yet. Steph didn't play his best. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm so excited to see Clay back. They're going to get James Wiseman back uh, at some point as well. Your boy, Jordan Poole, uh, he's looked really, really great this year. Um, yeah, my pick is still the Warriors in the West, but the Suns have been incredible. You, you don't win 18 games in a row, spanning two separate months now. Um, you know, really three months, the, the end of October, the entire month of November, and here we are in the you know beginning of December. It, it's been incredible. Um, I'm a big Devin Booker fan. Uh, I have been for quite a few years, but you know, he's going to miss some time with the hamstring. So um, I'm, my guess is that that winning streak comes to an end um, this weekend when they play the Warriors again. Yeah, and, you know, what, what I'll say as well, right, is looking at kind of the – we've only seen in our lifetime of, like, actually remembering basketball so many win streaks during a regular season that go span past even 15 games, right? I mean, you look at uh, the last team to do it was the Warriors in 15-16, 24 wins. The Heat team was the first team I remember specifically. 2012-2013, 27 wins in a row. Couldn't be stopped by anybody. Um, and then you, you know, you... The I was at... In our lifetime. Just, just I, a little uh, a little sidebar. I was at the 27th game that the Heat won that year in Orlando. Really? Wow. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, there you go. I mean, and, and that was something that, like I said, that was the first one I remember specifically happening. Um, I I believe at the time I was like, I don't know, what was that, 20, 2012, 2013? So um, I don't know how old I was, what, 16, something like that. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then you had the Rockets in 07, 08, had 22 in a row. I don't remember that at all, but that was in our lifetime. Um, but there's one thing that I'm happy that the Suns are, are handling it this way. Devin Booker right now out with a hamstring injury and they are they said he'll be out for a few games basically showing everybody like this win streak is great because we're getting stuff in the win column but also we're not putting all of our marbles into building you know breaking any records about the longest win streak you remember the last team to do that was the Warriors and Steve Kerr that year in 15-16 said I think we were a little too gung-ho on doing that instead of resting our guys. And we saw, you know, history being made. And then they go on to, that was the year they blew that 3-1 lead. Um, and, and, and all those things. So he, he, was, he had said that, right? He was like, I think we put a lot into that win streak and uh, we probably handled it wrong. And I, I think that's easy for him to say, like, because they didn't win the finals, but like they were down 3-1 to one against the Thunder and came back. Yeah. If Draymond doesn't punch LeBron James in the balls... We're having a much different conversation right now. And yeah. it's I remember the Warriors win streak, but I, I must admit I forgot it was literally from the first game of the season. They started the season twenty four and oh. Right. That is well, I don't think out, that will ever be done again. Gate, and insane. I'm sure that at that point you have players like Steph uh and, and Clay and all of them, right? I mean, beginning of the season their legs are fresh, they're fresh out of training camp and preseason, and they're like, No, nah, coach, we're good. Like you don't need to limit anything. Let's just win games. We don't need to. We don't risk us burning out. We're fine. We're fresh, and and I think that 
regardless, I'm that I'm still glad that the Suns are handling it the way that they are, that they're able to kind of not get too greedy and understand they're playing the Warriors on Friday. Uh, today, as you guys are listening to this, they play tonight. So uh, the fact that Devin Booker is probably going to miss that game shows you they're you're exercising some self-control. And I, I think it's the the right move for them to do that and worry about the health of, of D book after this, you know, big stretch that he's kind of put the team on his back with CP and all those guys and those role players stepping up. I, I think it's a great move, but yeah, I mean with the, what we're seeing from the Suns right now, I mean, don't, we can't take it for granted because it's, it's pretty remarkable what they're doing. Yeah. Um, anytime a team goes on a, on a win streak like this, you have to put them in the conversation, you know, of contenders, I'm, you know, I'm really interested to see if they have like another level to get to as silly as that sounds, you know, yeah. 18 games in a row, but like they, for them this year, it's all about getting it done in the playoffs. You know, they make the finals last year. You can argue whatever the Milwaukee Bucks getting to the finals was kind of mm-hmm. fluky. The Phoenix Suns getting to the finals kind of fluky um, for them. And that's why they're being cautious with Devin Booker, because sure, it's great that they're on this 18 win streak. But they're not going to jeopardize, you know, their their chance of going deep into the playoffs yeah. by, you know, playing a guy when he obviously needs some rest. Right. And and I want to I want to play one game with you real quick here, Jonathan. I'm going to list the teams ahead of the Suns and Vegas odds, according to VegasInsider.com, about who can win a championship. And you tell me if you think come playoffs, whether it be finals if they're an East team or conference finals if it's a West team, if they beat them or not. Okay. So number one, Brooklyn Nets. Do the Suns do it? Right now, I will say yes without Kyrie. Okay. Golden State. They are second, plus five fifty. This is obviously with Clay coming back. The Warriors right now would be my fa- if I had to pick any team, they would be my favorite to win the title because Clay's coming back at some point. Yeah. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, third best odds, plus seven hundred. Do you think the Suns can beat them? <sighs> Without Brooke Lopez, I think I think the Suns can. Okay. Um, the Lakers. Right now, it's hard to say. It's hard to say that the Suns can't beat the Lakers. We have yeah. no. It's just the unknown with the Lakers right now. But I would lean yes. And the only other team ahead of the Suns in the terms of their finals odds is the Utah Jazz. Do you think the Suns beat the Jazz in a seven-game series? I I think they do. Yeah. Right now, Jazz sitting at fourteen and seven, um, not a bad record at all. If two teams in their in the league didn't only have in their conference didn't have only three losses, they'd probably be two or one. So, and um, Mike Conley's missed a few games too. So, right. so I mean, they, you know, I, I I think I would say that I agree with, um, with everything you said there. I, I think that, yeah, I think that they could get it done against a few of those teams, but, um, the Warriors, man, it's it's tough not to jump on that train right now. And I'm having so much fun watching the Warriors again. For so many years, I was like, oh, I, I hate those damn Warriors. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm having fun again with them. So, yeah. All right, Luke, let's take a quick break to hear from our friends at Manscaped. And then we will talk about Cole Anthony. Guys, this holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Not to mention, it includes their lawnmower 4.0. Gift yourself, Manscaped, or the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th, that's S-I-X-T-H, by going to manscaped.com. 
Think your holiday spread is good? It's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. And can't forget the Manscaped's liquid formulations. They're like the pumpkin pie and ice cream after Thanksgiving dinner. You can't live without it. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner Spray. Your balls will be living in turkey heaven with these formulations. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th, S-I-X-T-H, at manscaped.com. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. All right, Luke, let's talk about the um like the sensation, the experience mm. that is Cole Anthony right now. So we'll we'll talk more about uh his pops, Greg Anthony in just a moment here and some I don't want to call it controversy, but there's a little uh, a little friction Magic Twitter today with uh, with Papa with Papa Greg Anthony. But Cole Anthony last night um, helped lead the Orlando Magic to a 108-103 to win over the Denver Nuggets. Um, in that second half to start the game, um, it was not looking good for the Orlando Magic, but specifically Cole Anthony, um, Franz Wagner as well, helped the Magic come all the way back. Uh, Franz Wagner takes the lead on a three late in the fourth quarter, and then the magic just kind of you know ride the the team to to the win there, but Cole Anthony last night, and now my stats uh, are not loading. Here we go. In the second half last night, sixteen points, six of ten from the floor, one of three from the three point line, added seven rebounds, three assists, zero turnovers. Finished the game with twenty four points. How many assists did he finish with? He finished the night with seven assists. And zero turnovers, huh? One turnover. One turnover on one. the night, but it was um, oh, zero, it was zero turnovers in the second half. Yeah. But Cole Anthony, especially him and, and, and Monte Morris, really just going back and forth with the mid-range jumpers for the better part of that fourth quarter. Every time Cole hit a shot, I was like, okay, we're going to win this game. Every time Monte came back and hit another jumper, I was like, okay, we're going to lose this game. It just was The game was really hanging in the balance until Franz Wagner hit that three, but... Really what I want to talk about is just how much better Cole Anthony has been this year as opposed to his rookie year last season and just how much better he makes the Magic. So he missed, what was it, six games? Um, he, they lost the game that before uh, Cole went out um, against the Brooklyn Nets but then lost six in a row without him. He comes back and they beat what everybody thinks is going to be a playoff team in the Denver Nuggets at home. I had been ranting and and screaming and borderline crying about the fan base and the lack of energy in Amway recently. And by all accounts, the energy last night in Amway was incredible. It was an incredible atmosphere, a very fun game to be at. Um, Luke, what are, what are your thoughts you know, about Cole Anthony? Because I, I don't know about you, I did not see this coming from Cole this year. Yeah, and it's just been essentially his efficiency, right? Because we talked about it. I mean, last year he played 27 minutes a game, playing 34 minutes a game now. His per 36 numbers, um, albeit were, are a little higher now, 
but not a ton. The biggest difference um, is just the fact that he's doing it with more minutes this year and also so much more efficiently. I mean, he, like, like you said, I mean, he's averaging, you know, his, his basically 20 minutes a game, um, shooting seven and a half threes. I, I, last year he shot like 3.7 um, and shot 33%. So just the, the stark contrast between this year and last year has been enormous. And it shows, you know, what happens when you've got a full off season that's not weird, right? I mean, that whole class had a weird, you know, off season with no preseason, things like that. So, um, I, I mean, he's been incredible. And I mean, one thing uh, that uh, Eric Fossett brought up to me here recently was the magic. He was looking at, you know, magic lineup data. This was as of like, I think a week ago, right? Um, and said, guess who leads the magic in net rating differential, which is the net rating when on the floor versus when off of it. Um, and it's a way of looking at a player's value to that specific team. Uh, I guessed and just kind of guessed Franz Wagner because I wasn't for sure. I was like, no way. It's just an easy question that he's asking me. And he was telling me this because of how much Cole, how much higher Cole's number is than everybody else. He said Cole Anthony, second on the team is Wendell Carter Jr. at 10.9 of the net rating differential Cole first on the team at plus 22 and Eric went on who knows way more about analytics than I ever will went on to say like that is crazy the difference between the first and second guy on the team to have it that high at plus 22 in the net rating differential and it really speaks volumes to what and who Cole has become and what he's already means to the franchise. I mean, he, he has put himself on a trajectory to, to be one of the, the, the favorite magic players of all time. Can I tell you what's crazy about his, um, like net rating differential? Mm. Yeah. It's even higher now. Really? It's at 23.6 now <laughs> leads the magic. Now to Wendell and, and Franz, uh, theirs is much improved. Uh, Wendell's at 18.4 and Franz is at 18.5. But Cole still very comfortably right. leading the Magic at 23.6. Which means per 100 possessions, the Magic are outscoring their opponents 23.6 points with Cole Anthony on the floor. <laughs> you know how frustrating that's got to be? To be on the Magic and, th- and and every time you're in the game, the team seems to be winning. But somehow... You've just racked up all these L's. That's got to be frustrating. But thankfully, Cole is very transparent, very upbeat, and uh, seems to not have lost. You know, the team hasn't lost any luster in his eyes. He's still very energetic. We saw that in his post-game conference last night. Feels like money. Can I ask you a question about his post-game conferences? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel? Do you think that he feels any pressure to keep those going now and to like one-up himself each time? <laughs> Um, I feel like there has to be a little bit of that because people make such a big deal about it. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I, I don't know though, like because that's Cole, right? Like I don't think there's been a moment in in, po- in press conferences or interviews, whatever, that Cole Anthony hasn't been himself. I think he's just high energy, and I, I think that yes, the cameras come on. He's what we call Jonathan a ham, right? He loves the lights. That's Cole. He's a kid, man. Yeah. He, if if you give a kid this much money, you give a kid this much attention. He's a kid. He's having fun, thankfully, despite the team's record, and and he's just that's him. I think that he is unapologetically himself. Um, loves the spotlight. I think there's no denying that he probably wouldn't deny that he loves the attention. 
Um, but he's been a lot of fun, man. So I, I don't know that, that he necessarily feels like he has to one-up himself. I think he just thoroughly enjoys it enough to where it's not pressure for him. I, I just think... He's the like, man. Like, he's the, back, when you're the man. Thinking it's back, easy. it's like each time we get one of these from Cole, he leaves us with, like, a, a gem. Whether yeah. it's the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or it's the facts, you know, the facts, the facts with, with, with Dante. Or now it's the... I feel like money, man. Like every time, that's what. I, like each time, is he thinking like I got to come up with something new that's gonna stick? Because like right now, he has not missed with the post game oh. interviews, and like everybody's expecting that of him now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's now garnering attention from people who aren't Magic fans. Yeah, every my, single my... post game interview, you see it on Bleacher Report. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, and I and I have friends who are like, man, Cole slowly is becoming the best interview in the league. He's hot. He's He's, he might be hopping Anthony Edwards. They're, it's very close. I love very Anthony Edwards. They're very different. They're very different in the way that they're funny. Anthony Edwards is funny, but I don't know if he knows how funny he is. <laughs> Cole Anthony knows that you know he sees his stuff everywhere, right? Oh, I'm yeah. on House of Highlights. I'm on Bleacher Report. I'm in ESPN for all this stuff. I think he's just getting more comfortable, which is why he has no problem delivering us no even filter. more of those gems along the way. He's He's electric. Yeah, I mean, so if we're if we're just looking and you know people are are putting him into the most improved player conversation as they should, uh, if you just look at the raw numbers, you know he's up seven points per game last year. Uh, last year as a rookie, twelve point nine points per game. This year, nineteen point nine. Um, he's taken a leap in assists up to five point nine from four point one. Taken a leap in rebounding six point eight up from four point seven. Uh, he's increased his free throw percentage to eighty six percent up from eighty three percent. He's increased his effective field goal percentage up to 50% from 44%. Yeah. Um, he's averaging a higher uh, percentage on two-point makes, on threes, his field goal percentage. Like every statistical category, um, he's improved. He's averaging half a turnover more, but almost two assists more per game. You know, you, you kind of live with that. And he's definitely very much still learning um, and improving as a playmaker. And I think he's taken leaps and bounds um, improving yeah. in that area, but... It's just been incredible. We've we've needed a player like this for so long. Like Evan Fournier, you know, we talked we've talked multiple times. You know, there were years where he, by statistical measures, he was considered one of the most clutch players in the league. But it didn't always feel like that. Cole right. Anthony, I would bet, it has got to be towards the top of the league in terms of shooting in the clutch. And when he takes a shot in the clutch, you feel like it is going in. Yeah. Every shot he took last night down the stretch when him and Monte Morris were going back and forth, each shot he pulled up, it felt like it was going in. Yeah, and he's one of those players, man. He just catches fire. And, and it, the biggest, the absolute biggest part of the entire um, thing is his confidence. I mean, it shows in his interviews, as we talked about, and it shows in his game. I mean, he even, and that's why, you know, he was deemed chucker by us last year, right? Us? I mean, he was... Uh, by, by me, yeah. But you didn't deny it. I didn't. No, but, I didn't. I didn't fight you on it. No. Yeah. So, so I mean that he earned that title last year because that's what he did, and and you know uh, if you become efficient enough, no one calls you a chucker anymore, because you you're not a, you're only a chucker if we feel like you're going to miss a majority of the time. Most of the time that he puts the ball up, it looks like it's going in, and you feel it because you know how confident he is. And NBA players say that all the time, right? They're like, well. I you know when I shoot I just I think every shot's going in you got to think that way but Cole Anthony epitomizes that and is able to 
just bring it to to new heights his his level of play he's more comfortable and i think more and more that he goes he's going to get better he's going to be introduced to some better players here soon again with jonathan isaac and markel fultz i think if you're the magic we don't have to get into this but if you're the magic you just you still hand call the keys man offensively i think he's the best offensive player on the team and it's not even close even with markel and j.i healthy so right now um I'm going through clutch stats in the league. So for players who have played in more, um, more than greater than or equal to uh, three games with clutch minutes, averaging more um, greater than or equal to one field goal attempt in the clutch. Cole Anthony's. Let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteenth in the league. Right now, he's shooting fifty-three point eight percent in the clutch. Like, I don't care who you ask, shooting 53% at any time in, in the game is good, especially in the clutch. So that just goes to show you that Cole Anthony absolutely is clutch. So he, Yeah, I mean, he shoots better than his field goal percentage right now. <laughs> he's, he's shooting yeah. 42% from the field right now in 16 attempts. And in the clutch, if you're able to do that, like you said, I mean, he's shooting better than his normal field goal percentage. Yeah, so... um. There was a li- like we mentioned, there was a little bit of, of friction on Magic Twitter today. So if you listen to um, the Locked On Magic episode, you know from Philip Rossman Reich that came out today, Thursday, December second. There's a little ten second section in the podcast where he's talking about um, Jalen Suggs and kind of how him being out, you know, with the thumb injury is going to help him improve a little bit. And he mentions that he believes that Jalen Suggs is a lot more talented than Cole Anthony. And he says it twice, says a lot more, like a lot more talented than Mm. Cole Anthony. And I did not take that as a knock to Cole Anthony. I thought it was a compliment to Jalen Suggs. Incredibly complimentary of Cole Anthony, really throughout last year, throughout this season so far, throughout that podcast episode. If you listen to the whole thing, it's very apparent that Philip Rossman Reich is incredibly high on Cole Anthony. Yeah. However, um, it's very obvious that Greg Anthony, the father of Cole Anthony, listens to Lockdown Magic, listened to that podcast episode in particular. Um, Philip Rossman Reich was talking with uh, some others uh, on Twitter. Um, I'm going to pull this up and, and read this now. Um Philip Rossman Reich. I'm, I'm going to Greg Anthony's Twitter here, so folks just bear with me. Uh, from the Orlando Magic Daily Twitter, he said, I don't think I was crazy to say Jalen Suggs is probably the most talented and hyped guard the Magic have drafted since Penny. And Penny was drafted in 1993. Not a great lineage of long-lasting guards in Orlando. This all stemmed from the fact that the Magic have not had a guard or wing player to average 20 points per game or more since the 04-05 season by Steve Francis. So it's been... We're looking at, that would be, what, 16, 17 seasons at this point. So Greg Anthony, you know, read that, obviously heard the podcast. And I'm just going to read, just kind of paraphrase what he says. Um, he says, I'm, I'm, I was going to comment about something in this podcast, but I'm not. Jalen is a wonderfully talented young man. We miss him while he's out. I'll leave it at that. But then goes on to tweet <laughs> more. And this is where it gets interesting. He says, it's interesting to hear a narrative about my son who had a horrific freshman year in college didn't shoot the ball well, didn't handle his team being very good. It hurt his draft stock, which it should have. He comes to Orlando, doesn't have a summer league, wasn't given the keys, wasn't ready initially like a lot of other kids coming out of college after one year, but he was considered by most a top five talent. 
didn't complain, never wavered, just put in the work, continued to grow. You could say he was snubbed for all-rookie as well. By most accounts, he had a solid rookie campaign. His reward was the team drafted another great young man with the fifth pick. He didn't complain, didn't feel sorry for himself, just went about doing the work. There was talks of him being a six-man as if he's not A, and then the tweet kind of ends there. So people were like, "Uh uh-oh, Greg Anthony is not happy about this quote-unquote narrative, which, Luke, I want to ask you about in a second, but this, to me, doesn't seem like something that was just spurred by two sentences that Philip Rossman Reich said in one tweet. <laughs> this sounds like something that Greg has been feeling for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you can relate to this, and I can relate to this now being a dad. If you feel like your son's being slighted, even if it means someone else is just really largely getting a compliment, you feel like your 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 kid's being slighted. Papa Bear. Yeah, exactly. And and someone tweeted that out after the Cole Anthony game, you know, the other day where he had that sensational game we just talked about in the fourth quarter and everything, second half. And someone said, you know, he's better than his pops, essentially. And Greg Anthony said, he's a lot he's better than a lot of people's pops. <laughs> like he's better like, than my yeah, dad. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's better than me and he's better than a lot of your your your, your father. So Greg has been for the mo- like just very supportive, right? He he's a dad. I don't, I don't, I can't fault him for that because I can't act like I wouldn't have Twitter fingers either after like, you know, hearing people say that and whatever. And he's probably just defensive of his son because like he, he even said he had a, not a good freshman year at UNC and, you know, kind of salvaged his rookie year that, you know, with his efficiency wise, got up to that 30% from three number, like 39 point something from the field, got his numbers up from where they were because they were ugly at the beginning of the season, right? And so he worked his butt off to improve it. Um, and, and and Greg Anthony probably, I mean, he gets front row seats to this to the work that he puts in. So I totally get it. Um, Philip Rossman Reich, fully entitled to his opinion, whether people agree with that statement about Suggs being a lot more talented. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, both guys are coming from the right place. They both, they both love Cole, like we've said. Philip loves Cole. Um, so I, I think that it's just it's just Papa Bear being Papa Bear in this instance. You know who I feel bad for in this whole situation is Jalen. Yeah, like Jalen's just minding his own business, is getting yeah, dragged Anthony's into this all of a sudden on Twitter. Um, the the great thing is though, I I know this isn't causing issues in the locker room. Cole Anthony might hear that and like not care at all. Like he'll say whatever. that's dad being dad. It's it's dad being dad. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, again, he's totally entitled to that. I feel like people were making it kind of a bigger deal than it really was. Like some people are, are tagging us saying like, oh, this is this is going to be a problem. And like, no, it's like if somebody came to me and was like, oh, yeah, well, my kid is like a lot smarter than your kid. I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? I'll be ready to fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I, I totally get it. Um, I don't know that I I don't know that I agree that um, Jalen is a lot, a lot more talented than Cole Anthony. I, I would like it's an argument right now if he is talent more talented at all than right. than Cole at this point i mean Cole is 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 toting that thing right now like Cole yeah. is that dude like he is right. the the heart and soul of the magic right now and there yeah. is there's no room and Philip would even tell you that Philip has said that a bunch of times yeah. so i feel bad for Philip because first of all the guy never says a bad word about anybody and right. has been 
so complimentary of Cole. I think he was, you know, just trying to make a point on the fact that like Jalen is going to be just fine. But yeah. um, yeah, that's the thing about having like a, a public platform. Some sometimes you have to be careful of what you say. If the players you don't listen, listen, someone listens. close to them does. So like. Yeah. Gary Harris's mom hears us at one point. She's gonna be coming for the throat, especially you, especially you. So, yeah, but yeah, man, yeah, Cole Anthony no has has just been incredible. Um, I I just didn't I did not see this coming, and I I think, um, you know, Greg is talking about this narrative. That's the last thing I want to ask you about. He's talking about this narrative around Cole Anthony. Like, I think the only narrative around Cole was legitimately like maybe he's not a starter in the league. Maybe he's like a mm-hmm. six-man kind of guy, just a flamethrower off the bench because you saw him inefficient at times last year. Um, he's definitely worked on his shooting this offseason. The floater has been a huge addition to his game. People were saying that all last season, that that was something that he needed mm-hmm. as he was struggling to finish at the rim. And as he's implemented that and made that more of part of his game, yeah. um, you know, he, he's finishing at a higher rate and it has been more efficient. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and and the playmaking has been a, a revelation. Right. Like he's really making a concerted effort to be a better mm-hmm. playmaker, and those are things that we just didn't have a lot of evidence of last year. We just we we saw what we saw at that point. Um, yeah. So I don't think we anyone was like so totally wrong in making that assessment because a lot of people did. But uh, yeah. Greg, Magic fans, everybody loves Cole. Everybody right. loves Cole. So well, but, I think but I, he... I get it. Yeah, and Greg, and last thing I'll say, Greg is very in tune to what is being said specifically about Cole, right? Like he, that is the, that's the whole thing here, right? And and I think that you could argue last year there wasn't a huge narrative about Cole one way or the other, solely because he played for the Magic, and he was the fifteenth pick, you know. And and I I think that so you know the the experts and people tuned in had opinions on probably a narrative on Cole, and I think that Greg just saw that and was probably magnified because there really wasn't too many people. As far as giving their opinion, it's unless you know, and except after you know, Cole game winners and, and things like that last year, that that he really kind of highlighted his rookie year. So I, I think I'd argue there there wasn't a huge narrative on Cole one way or the other. I think now he's got all the you know he's he's getting highlighted. I think the narrative around him is incredible. I think that everybody is paying attention to Cole now. I think that it's you know this is he's off to an incredible start. Well, there definitely wasn't like a national narrative around Cole Anthony, but what I can tell you just from looking at the accounts that Greg Anthony follows, if you're an Orlando Magic account in any way, shape, or form, Greg Anthony is following you. So Greg Anthony is very in tune with this team. He's very in tune with what in the Orlando Magic media, um, what we are saying. So that that was a narrative amongst like Orlando Magic circles. So I kind of get that from, from Greg, but right, I, I don't think it, it was this like, a very egregious narrative that we had about you know Cole last year. Apart from that, no one has said a bad thing about Cole. Everybody loves his personality. Everybody thinks he's a great kid and you know a hard worker. But um, last year, you know, we we just didn't see enough signs to see this coming. I think, and he he's he's been incredible. If it wasn't for Cole, we we might be, you know, like zero and twenty three or zero and twenty two. However many games we played at this point. Like, without Cole, like, we probably don't win a game so far this year. Yeah. So, all right, Luke, I think that's going to just about do it for this week. What do you think? You got anything else? No, I think think that's it, man. All right, guys. Well, again, this has been another episode of Shoot the Shot. We appreciate you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. 
But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.